Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's time to BS, a U Stadium podcast. Well, this is a first. A podcast at a fucking midnight, of all things. Kyle's here, I'm here, we're doing shit. We're doing things at midnight. No coffee included for me. No coffee for Kyle. No, none at all. Possible stomach ulcer for me, but that's great. Well, let's not... Let's not depress everybody now, Danny. We are two and zero. Oh. There, are, there are things to celebrate. Yes, to be happy about. Our yes, are on fucking fire. My prediction of the Seahawks and Bills meeting, come November 9th, undefeated, is still alive. It is intact. It is intact. Uh, this week against the Rams is going to be a first of many of tests. Yes, that will be a first of many of tests. You will have. A chance to shut down the Rams for me, if only you played the Cardinals the week the week after. Do you play the Cardinals in week four? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. If you play, we the, play Ca- the Raiders, then we play the Titans, okay. then we play the Chiefs, Ooh, then Casey. we play the Jets again. Ooh. So we have a brutal schedule. It's not. This is not an easy schedule. That's why the two and zero was very necessary. That was a scare against the Dolphins. Without Edmonds and Milano, this defense is completely different. It worries me. It scares me. I just want them back. I need them healthy. That they're a huge part of the season. Like this is just. It was a nightmare. I am down two defensive starters, right out of the gate. Bruce Irvin is out for the year with an ACL tear, and Marquise Blair, my nickelback, is out for the year with an ACL tear. So, not good on my part. Jamal has looked great in two games. In coverage, not so much, but... We play you guys November 8th, right after the Patriots on November 1st. Yep. So it is, a, it is a brutal stretch for the Bills, if I may just go through these games. Yeah. Rams, Raiders, Titans, Chiefs, Jets, Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals. Oh, God, you played the Cardinals after us. By week 11. Jesus. Then we finish out with Chargers at home. 49ers on the road. They'll have everybody back by then. Uh, Steelers in Buffalo. Broncos in Denver. And Patriots in New England. This schedule is, if the Bills go 10-6, and six, they're an elite team. Now, I had the Bills as the number two seed in the AFC. Because I didn't trust Casey's defense for shit. I still don't. I mean, look at the teams. With, look at the they played the Chargers this past with weekend a rookie first time with first. a rookie quarterback. Keep in mind, and they almost got shredded. 
So, my my suspicions of this team are true. Well, I got shredded by Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Dolphins. Well, you'll you'll life. get that out of Fitzpatrick every now and then. I don't know if it was that. You'll get that out of Fitzception every now and then. It's a worry. It's I mean it's it's a worry. Yeah, I mean we both. I mean, is Josh Norman back or is he still out with an injury? He's going to be out this week. I think he comes back week four or five. Okay, good. Because you need that secondary help. Badly. Yeah. Yeah. I need a pass rusher. Well, Collier has looked pretty good. My suspicions of LJ Collier are, are are doing well. I thought that this would be his coming out party this year. He's a starter this year, so. Now, they have a second round pick in a rookie in Daryl Taylor, who's on the who's on IR right now with a with an ankle injury, but he's eligible to come back in a few weeks. And supposedly this kid has been a stud since college. If he can stay healthy. The key word is if he can stay healthy. Hasn't been able to stay healthy in Tennessee. But if he stays healthy and if he's a game wrecker, then we have a different story here. But you need this kid to step up big time because Bruce Irvin, probably your most experienced pass rusher, is now out for the year with an ACL tear. So, Can I ask you a question? Is there anything more exciting in football than Josh Allen with the football in his hand? Oh, the church of Josh Allen is pleased. Absolutely. I mean, this guy on Sunday did things that I could not imagine my quarterback for the Buffalo Bills doing. It was just, it was, it was food for the soul. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is the first Bills quarterback in history to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Am I right? I believe no. That can't be maybe right. Four touchdowns, maybe four. T- I don't know. I don't think so. 404. That can't be right. Jim Kelly had to do that once or twice. Yeah, and I think Joe Ferguson did too. Yeah, and didn't Kyle 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 Orton Kyle Orton also right? Oh no, Drew Drew Bledsoe did it once. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, that's because you had some quarterbacks in your time. But the way Josh Allen did it—that's what the difference is. Oh, analytics. The throws he made. We're just sick. Analytics, analytics media is going absolutely crazy right now. They don't know what to do with Josh Allen. And on plays where you think this guy is dead, he can bury you. It's fucking, and gets out of every situation. We're in a fucking second and 24, and he gets 24 to Beasley. And he does shit like that all the time. He's got some... Every time we're in an 18, a third and 18, or anything like it's like you just know he's going to find a way to get it. It's sick, and he never checks down on third down. He never throws before, like away from the markers. He's either going for it or he's taking it himself and fighting for it. He's a fucking dog. You see he's some Roethlisberger right now. This man is a different breed. What I saw him do to Kyle Van Noy, 
Yeah. Cam Newton ain't doing that shit. No, they you see some Cam, Roethlisberger Cam in him. Cam is not taking his hand and burying a defensive end into the ground, jumping over him and breaking another two tackles. It's no. not human. You see some well, Ben Roethlisberger in him. Human. Oh, I'm so excited for him. Oh, he's on right now. He's on the TV right now. Oh, boy. I'm walking inside the NFL. You see some Ben Roethlisberger in this kid. You see a bit of young Roethlisberger. He's just dropping dimes. If you guys remember Ben Roethlisberger in his first few years in the league, you know he's... No, I know, but but Big Ben was not as athletic as No, no. No, Ben Roethlisberger is like 250 pounds. And Big Ben and, and Ben can't make the throws that Josh has made. And as, no, I've never seen anybody who can make some of the throws that this guy has fucking made. But also, he's missed some. He's missed a couple. He missed John Brown wide open in the end zone against the Jets. That was that was crazy. He's missed. He, he, before he hit John Brown with that big bomb, he threw one that should have been picked. That was a miscommunication. But, I mean, he he's looking good. Throws that were just like, wow. He's looking good. You can't you can't defend some of the things he does. You just can't defend it. No, he's looking good. He's looking really good. I have an offense for the first time in a long time. My offense carried my defense this week. That's a first. When is the last time that's happened in Buffalo? God, probably the nineties. It has to be. It has to be since God. the Philly teams that we've had an offense that can carry the defense, and our defense is still a top five defense. We were just missing two guys. That are key pieces. Milano and Edward uh, Edmonds is. You're talking about the quarterback of the defense, and you're talking about his right hand man who who shoots gaps and gets through on blitzes and and pressures quarterbacks and then drops back and can pick off a ball. He had an interception in week one, and not having them absolutely put a hole in our defense. We could not. McDermott's a good coach. He's a great coach, mm-hmm. but he's not Bill Belichick. He's not going to scheme to. He can't scheme to cover those holes up. And even then, if he even schemes to cover those holes up, he gets shredded by Russell Wilson. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, you know. He tried to scheme to defend Russell Wilson, and only he threw five touchdown passes. Nothing nothing major. When did that happen? Two nights ago. (laughs) Oh, Belichick. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. And that's, hey. I'm happy, I'm happy about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm just. You guys are gonna be there. Oh, we're gonna be there. You're gonna be there. There's we're gonna no be there now. Though San Francisco's there's no out. Worry. There's no worry with the Seahawks. No. Bills. There's always worries. There's always, always worries. I still think you'll finish as the two seed, but you know. Whether, Do you? Yeah. Even after the schedule I just read off to you? Yeah, I, th- I think you can do it. Every game is a dogfight. I think you can do it. Iron sharpens iron. I think you can do I it. Guess. Whether KC finishes the three or Baltimore does. I mean, I have you finishing as the two. If I got a home playoff game this year, the season was a, is a success. You're going. You're going to that playoff game. Oh, of, of course. You're going There'd to that playoff no game. There'd be no way I miss that game. Fans are no. If there if there are fans allowed in that stadium, come January, you are fucking going to that game. Oh God, I'm. I will be there. 
Not even a question at this point. No. And it's looking good. It's looking good. Well, we're two games in, buddy. I know, but still. The way Josh runs and the way he takes hits, it's, it's you know? No, I meant, every, the, I meant the fans. the ball. I meant the fans. I'm aging, I'm aging fucking years here watching games. Every time he touches the ball, I hold my breath because it's like, what is going to happen? Crazy things happen when he has the ball. That's how I felt while watching Russell Wilson his first few years. Yeah, I mean, it's still like that with Russ, except you don't have to hold your breath and worry about him. T- he's smart. He gets out of bounds. He doesn't take hits. Yeah. If Russell Wilson took some of the hits that Josh Allen takes, he, he would uh, not be playing. Have you seen his offensive line his first few years? Yeah, but he doesn't go and try and truck linebackers and, oh. and beat the defense. Oh, well, you, you, you said hits out of context. That's okay. Well, I guess. I guess Russ could, Russ could take a beat, and that's, yeah, but. Stephon Gilmore, though, is showing his burnt toast days. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. DK Metcalf is a monster among men. Yeah, I have Holy shit. <laughs> we were so high on him going into that. Oh, season. we were. I remember that draft. We were so high on them. I remember one of us, I think it was me who had him going in the top ten. He was that good of a prospect in my eyes. And then I remember when the Seahawks traded up with New England of all teams and took him at 64 in the second round. I'm like, there's no way this isn't DK. If this is D- if this is DK, I'm going to scream my ass off. And sure enough, it was DK Metcalf. And it was awesome. It's, it's, oh man. Russell Wilson has, has just as many touchdowns as incompletions. I know. He has nine touchdown passes to 11 incompletions. But ladies and gentlemen, he's not the league leader in passing. No, he's not. He's fifth currently. He's fifth currently. Who's first? Josh Allen, I know. Right now, I think if the season ended right now, let's say we, let's say in a, uh, I shouldn't even say because it, it might happen. I, I can't even say it. Don't. Let's just say everything was shut down. Don't. If everything was shut down and the season ended today, Josh Allen, MVP of the league. He'd be in there. I think he is it. He'd be in there. Between him and Russ, he'd be in there. How many rushing touchdowns does Russ have? Oh, stop it. Let's dive in. Oh, no, we're getting into details now, are we? Let's dive in. Oh, boy. How many oh, touchdowns boy. does Russ currently is... Let's, I'm going to dive into some stats here. Russell Wilson currently is the favorite to win MVP as of today, though. No. Yes, he is. Look it up. You got your phone. He might be, but if the season ended right now, I'm sure Josh Allen is a vote in there somewhere. Nine and one, six ten. Josh Allen MVP odds. Not MVP. I'm talking about if the season ended right now. So, Russ has like six fifteen yards. 
615 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, and that was a pick Josh six. Allen has, that, Josh Allen has 729 yards, Thanks, six Greg. touchdowns, zero picks. Jeez. Now. It's two games. Okay, here, then this is the part where I say we're two games in. Yes. Jesus. Russell Wilson's better rated, though. He's at 140. Yeah. Josh is at 122. Which you're going to get that. numbers. But Josh Allen, perfect so far this year. Which we're going to – which, oh, boy. We'll, we'll see. Because you, you play the Rams. Yeah, shit's going to happen. I get Dallas. I get Dallas this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. That'll be fun. I get Dallas, you get the Rams. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, right. I got to return the favor for you. You beat the Pats, I got to beat the Rams for you. Yes, you do. You got to beat the Rams. If only you get the Cardinals the, the, the following week, because San Francisco's falling apart, and we'll get to that in a second. So... San Francisco's falling apart. Yeah. Who uh, predicted and that? Who predicted that? So, in case if you noticed, uh, the injury gods demanded sacrifice and they got a full-blown genocide. Uh, two, two big-time defensive linemen for the Niners, Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa, are both out for the year. With ACL tear, Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's out for a significant for a significant amount of time with a with a high ankle sprain. Raheem Mostert, he's out for a while. Um, Richard Sherman, he's out for God knows how long. It keeps going. DJ Jones, Ronald Blair, it looks like D Ford's gonna be out for a bit. Oh God. It's not looking good for the reigning NFC champs. I mean, it, in general, there's so many injuries that are happening right now. Your division is very good. Yes. Best in the league. That division's the best in the league, and if you fall apart, you fall apart hard. Look at the Rams last year. They fell apart hard. I agree. So... It would not shock me if they finished ten and six, nine and seven, and then missed the playoffs entirely. But I don't trust this Cardinal team, man. I don't. They play. They play the Chiefs. They're gonna get shredded. I think so. I don't trust them as much as everybody's. No, no, I don't trust them. I haven't trusted them since we made our predictions. I still have this team going. Fourth in the West. And I'm not saying this because you know, you know, Mike's not here and he's and Kyler Murray's an Oklahoma boy, but you know, I'm rooting for Kyler. I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. But still, that defense for the Cardinals does not look good. They don't. They don't look good. I mean, if you can't defend in this league, you're going to get burned. I agree. You're going to get burned. Uh, the Rams look good. 
even though they've had two hard-fought wins. Well, not, not so much the second one against Philadelphia, but that's... Speaking of Philadelphia, how long do you think it, it's going to take before the city runs Carson Wentz out of the city of Philadelphia? How long do you think it's going to take? I... I don't know. I it, can't tell you because it's been... It's been a lot of bad breaks. And we'll consider Nick Foles considered as a bad break. Man, that could really... Uh, that really did something. Yeah. They got their Super Bowl. They got their Super Bowl. They did. They could have had another. They might have ruined Wentz. Wentz's time there. Yeah. Which even that... This dude had sex once and he can't throw a football now. I saw that on Twitter. I stole that. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, they... Well, they kind of ruined it already with taking Jalen Hurts in the second round. How long do you think it's going to take? I, I, I have week eight before we see Hurts. Yeah. I think you give it a few more weeks before we see a benching of Carson Wentz. Because he does not look good. Even with a healthy, even with a good offensive line, they don't. He doesn't look good. It's two years in a row. Well, it's two games in. There's a lot to be done. Yeah, that's and that that's why I say we're two games in. Come week four, different story, but. It's just, it's concerning. It really is concerning, but at the same time, hey, you put all your chips on the pile for Carson Wentz. This is your, this is your doing. You didn't want to pay Nick Foles, and it would have been cheaper to pay Nick Foles, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It would have been much cheaper to pay Nick Foles. Instead of paying $34 million a year for Carson Wentz, who can't stay healthy to save his life? There's also a different team built around him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I understand it's the sexy mobile quarterback, but Jesus. Falls won you a Super Bowl. And good coaching staff. And good coaching staff won you a Super Bowl. Let's be clear here. You don't want a Super Bowl without Nick Foles. I don't think you do. Not the way he was playing. Alright, let's shift over to hockey. So. Oh, let's take a pause quick. Yeah, no problem. I gotta pee. Okay. Oh, yeah. Alright, shift in the hockey. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful as an Islander fan. First time in 27 years they got this far. Lost in six to the best team in the league. 
Can't help but be grateful. Now, Kyle says... Oh, you can't be grateful. They lost in the conference finals. That's right. Uh, this is coming from the same guy. This is coming from the same guy as who's a Ranger fan who has the first overall pick in the draft. That's why you needed to win this cup because we're about to get it. I mean, I don't have a first round pick anyway. I got. I don't have a first round pick from the Peugeot trade. So even if I didn't, get, even if I lost and got the first overall pick, that would have been, that would have belonged to Ottawa. So therefore, you can't say shit. I mean, good for you for getting the first overall pick regardless, but come on. I can can have my fun. And I will have my fun. I lost a shit ton of weight since being sick. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I was. It's. I was 270 at the beginning of last week. I'm 260 now. Well, I also haven't been eating or drinking anything. Because I can't. I'm going to go with ulcer. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. If I had money to put on it, what about you? Uh, no, I don't know, Bob. Eh. You never know. You never know. All right, let's transition real quick. So we're hope- so we're gonna hopefully try something new. Uh, we got weird sports stories, so Kyle's got a good one, so I'm going to start first to get this out of the way. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, because yours is probably better than mine, absolutely. Yours is absolutely better than mine, because you did your research. Alright, so... For those who've never heard of this man, Andre the Giant, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, and one of the four greatest wrestlers, probably in the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, of course he is. Um, also, champion drinker. Uh, there was a story out there, when he was alive, he could chug 156 beers in one night. And the stories that would be told... When he would drink. Now, the story of why he would drink so much is a different story. But this man would probably would chug five or six giant bottles of wine, along with a fuck ton of whiskey. That this this bar tab I I see right here. Uh, he had a bar tab once of forty thousand dollars in one bar tab. All Andre. That was all on him. And you just keep drinking and drinking and drinking. He would out drink, obviously, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. But 
and th this guy would drink before every match because of course he would and it's just it was it's it's insane how much this guy would drink now people who I know who drank a fuck ton in high school uh, think that they drank a lot well I would I tell you watch the Andre the, the Giant HBO documentary then call me because you'll never be able to drink that French guy. No All right. way. All right. Danny, uh, that's a good story. All right. Kyle, Kyle's going to break it. a little bit more risque. Oh, God. Okay. So I am going to uh, tell the story of legendary pitcher David Cohn. Masturbation habits. In oh, no. I know this one. So, let's set the scene. Now, there was a lawsuit put in by two women to the Rockland County Supreme Court. It was Phyllis DeLucia of West Nyack and Deborah Hittleman of Spring Valley. And Joan Tohey of Wesley Hills, all 28 at the time. The suit alleged that later in the 1989 season, that David Cohn brought them into the bullpen and jerked off in front of them. And then went back to their hotel room and jumped in bed with them. Now, I, whatever that may be with the accusers and all of that, there were multiple stories from players on the Mets that David Cohn, before he would go into a game, he would put his back against the wall to where the fans couldn't see down into the bullpen and he would fucking crank off and go out and pitch. I don't know if it was his way of relieving stress or... Which is a great way of doing it. But you gotta think, 1989. Think about New York City in 1989, how seedy it was. It's a disgusting place. There are peep shows, there are hookers, there is drugs, ridden, crack. It's just fucking gross. It hasn't been cleaned up yet. New York City was the dangerous city in, the, in America at that point. Yep. And you know, Shea Stadium, just the, the... Anybody who remembers Shea Stadium, it wasn't exactly... It was. A, it's a great stadium. I love that stadium. It's dear to my heart. But it, it was in the armpit of America. It was not a looker. It didn't have the face lift City Field has today. So he's in this seedy stadium in this seedy New York City, 1989. And he's I get to see the scene in my head of what he would say oh, to get those passes to the bullpen and then jerk off in front of him. We have, like, that some Ron Jeremy music playing in the background. Move. What a bold fucking move. Not even one chick, her and her friend. Like, yo, come here real quick. I'm just going to jerk off in front of you. Like, how <laughs> fucking weird is that? That was a weird flex, honestly. I guess he had done it so many times before going into a game that maybe he was just upping it. But yeah, he got sued for like $8 million with that. And the Mets he got sued for $8 million for jerking yeah, off? And in front of two women, that it's kind of fucking sexual assault, bro. You can't just jerk off in front of girls. It's the fucking creepiest thing you could do. No, I got that, but and like... uncomfortable and weird. It's just... No, no, I'm not denying that, but like... I got sued for eight million bucks. I mean, yeah, well, the Mets are included on that lawsuit. For oh, the Mets are included. Oh, okay. The negligence of security. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's okay. uh, it's a 
amongst the and you got to think about all the fucking blow they were doing at that time keith hernandez daryl strawberry Duncan, oh yeah they're all fucking doing blow to like these guys were they were psychopaths that entire team in 1986 they were nuts oh yeah david Cohn was on that team yeah he was he was did he win a couple Cy Youngs in his career? I think so. He won like t- he won, won like two. I think I think that was year he won one of the Cy Youngs in nineteen eighty eight. He had to. He was a damn good pitcher. I don't know. No, he won a Cy Young in ninety three, ninety four with the Royals. Really? Yeah. That is amazing this guy's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean... Well, no, he he is in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? No, he's not. He's not? I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. Wow. But yeah, that's the story of uh, David Cohn jerking off in the bullpen. He is not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Five-time All-Star, 88, 92, 94, 97, 99. Five-time World Series champion, 92, 96, 98 through 2000. He pitched a perfect game in July 18th, 1999. Yeah, he's not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, after looking at his stats, I can see why. Wow. It's amazing. Maybe that lawsuit really fucked him. Maybe. That's not, that's not as bad of a, of a... That's not as bad as Pete Rose knocking in the Hall of Fame. Let's be clear here. Pete Rose has his equipment and his records in the Hall of Fame. But Pete Rose himself is not in the Hall of Fame. Explain that to me. It's ridiculous. Pete Rose, who's probably the greatest player in the history of baseball. Not in the Hall of Fame. All-time hits leader. Not in the Hall of Fame. One of the great robberies. One of the great, like... Like, those inexcusable displays of, like, bullshit... By the by, the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, mm. an international fucking landmark, and internationally known throughout the entire fucking planet. Not allowing the greatest player in the history of baseball in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, especially after. The, the the fine line with steroids in baseball. Yeah. They're going to get Alex Rodriguez in the Hall of Fame. Mark McGuire's probably going to get in eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are going to get in eventually. They won't even sniff Pete Rose. And that's... It's a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame because I think... Absolutely, Pete Rose is better than Barry Bonds. I would say so, yeah. 
Absolutely. Those who even know, those who know baseball would tell you, Pete Rose is a Pete Rose is the greatest player who ever lived. And the fact he's not in the Hall of Fame is a disgrace to baseball. Now, why he's not in, different story. But I think we could tackle that. He, Kyle, you you know this story better than I do. Why Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. And why he was originally kicked out of baseball, quote-unquote. Well, he was the coach of the Reds at the time. Yeah, he was one of the coaches of the Reds. And he bet on his team to win. Now, let us understand that Pete Rose's gambling problem is not as bad as Michael Jordan's. Let's be clear here. Yeah, but Pete Rose bet for his team to win, not lose. So it's not like he was throwing it. Yeah, he wasn't throwing the. He wasn't throwing it, but still, up it's illegal, according to baseball, which I don't blame them. But still, to ban him out of the Hall of Fame is. I mean, there was an extremely harsh reaction that no commissioner has overturned, and it's there's got to be more to it. There are things we don't know about. Yeah. I think there are things that we'll never know about. Nope. There are things that we won't know about, like the U.S. government. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get to government conspiracy theories? Oh, I feel like... Oh, we gotta wrap up. Oh, we gotta gotta wrap up? Alright, no problem. Alright. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Thank you for tuning into our show here today for episode 68 of Find DBS Podcast. If you like our show... Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for more content. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Time to Be As Podcast for news and info on the show. And we hope to see you guys in the near future.